Konnichiwa. Yoroshiku anegashimasu. Weebs. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, it's your boys, Brody Reed and... Cody Ziegler, a.k.a. Zig. Um, Zig Kuhn, how, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, I, uh, I, I called you Brody Zama as a joke before we started recording. Now you you're flexing got me on a whole thing. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, I'm probably the most refreshed I've ever been in oh, my life. Oh, shit. I uh, went to bed like fucking- Refresh Zig, what is that? So this is what happened last night. Uh, I did nothing busy yesterday. It was mm-hmm. I literally recorded a podcast and did laundry, but for some reason that zapped every ounce of energy that I had me. So <laughs> I was going to bed. I went to bed at like 9.30. But listen to this. As I was falling asleep, I heard my roommate listening to the intro of this podcast. So oh, hell. I think he listened to the I think he listens to our podcast. So like that's that, funny. Was, that was a funny thing to think about as I was drifting off. And then I woke up at like eight o'clock this morning. So Do you think he realized how loud it was gonna be when he started it? And then he was just like, Oh shit, I don't want him to know. Yeah, he's giving me notes now. I was like, hey, can you can you actually turn down the intro music? It's a little bit too funky. Damn, too dude, loud. you don't want to stand in your own house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. My uh, roommates have a. We have a strict policy: no podcast uh, cross pollination. Oh yeah, they can't listen to what you're doing. Yeah, likewise. Uh, it's good. Uh, we have a special guest today in the house. Um, he is mm-hmm. a comedian. He's a writer. He's mm-hmm. a podcaster. He's also a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, host. I'm a friend first. Friend, friend first. <laughs> friend first. I say friend. Friend. Podcaster, right? I would say, uh, yeah, as far as people yeah, know me, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. comedian's low on that list. Yeah, that's that's crazy. The that accidentally funny man. Um, I want to surprise people and let comedian be the last thing they know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want comedian to be the last thing people know about me. Period. Like, having done comedy now, like, I do feel weird when people like introduce me as like a comedy guy. I'm like, that's probably the least important thing that I do. Yeah. <laughs> the least consistently important thing that I do. That's the only way I'm going to talk about you guys from now on. Oh, uh, welcome, wait. Andrew T. Hey, How's what's going, up? Dude? Real quick. Wait, Brody, you actually like, do you like doing stand-up? Yes. You actually like stand-up. <laughs> if I've, I didn't have a job, I'd do it every day. I've done it, but I hate it. Uh-huh. That's Why? the correct response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I just, here's, I think I started too late and I was like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm like, okay. When did I, you start? Like last, last year. week. Okay. Pretty honestly, like. Honestly, writing is the, it's basically stand up is half writing and half performing. So yeah. it's like, if you're an experienced writer, you really can uh, develop faster. I'll uh, uh, yeah, that. I think that's probably, and I'm like, you know, used to talking in front of a mic and blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I did not like, and yeah. will not ever. Do you bring your headphones on set or <laughs> has that been a weird transition? <laughs> I wonder if I could. Just, I just don't want to hear you fucking animals. No, I, I think for me, I'm like. I, I'm at least good enough in front of a mic that, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I will never, like, panicked, not know what to say, bomb. Uh-huh. I will never, like, you know, like like kids throwing fruit at you, That's bomb. great. That's the most important. But I also know that I do not love it enough to, like, get good at, like, right. actually good at it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm never going to be horrible, horrible. I know... I. It, I'm in this way where I love stand up, but if if I'm not in a situation to do it every day, and often I'm not, um, my love for it will be less. If I'm doing it once a week rather than mm-hmm, if I'm doing mm-hmm. it, you know, every day, and I'm like not, um, it's kind of like the gym where if you're not like 
yeah keeping yeah. up with it it's just like i'll get in front of an audience and i'll like say the same jokes but i'll be like shy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the first date very coy yeah. yeah if you see me recently i've been very shy and i've been leaning into it i went up with sunglasses on uh that seems <laughs> like night. that seems on brand for birdie yeah like, strong sunglasses I, yeah i really um leaned into it it's i can't been believe you fun. don't just do that that's yeah. a, that's a good vibe for I'm, you I'm kinda, i, like. I kind of am now yeah <laughs> definitely yeah. coasting off vibes that's uh <laughs> put that wall up yeah that's definitely me with improv like after yeah, improv is the same. Actually, I'd say halfway through improv, I was like, I never want to do this ever again. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not fun for me. Honestly, or, there are times when I like hang out with you guys. I'm just like, man, I should never give up improv, even though I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and it costs so much. Yeah, <laughs> I've never done any uh, like improv classes or anything mm-hmm. like that. I guess I've done stuff that's basically improv. Good. Tawny, my co-host on oh, yeah, yeah. Races, will say I do improv all the time. That's not true, but <laughs> but I say shit. I say shit that isn't written down occasionally. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's half the battle, right? Ugh. Yeah. The reason I knew I had to stop doing improv was I was playing at the top of my intelligence, and it still wasn't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's the boat I was into. Also, the idea of doing shows at like even eight o'clock on like a Tuesday makes my skin crawl. Oh yeah, just the idea of driving to the clubhouse to do a show is not for me. Cool. But you know, shouts out to those people. <laughs> if you do stand up, you'll still drive to the clubhouse and do shows. <laughs> yeah, you would not. Like my my idea of comedy is I work from ten o'clock to six o'clock Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. and then I have fun on the weekend like this. That's that's my comedy extent. I'm just trying to write more scripts right now. I'm just noticing when you say you're having fun, it looks identical to when you're at work. <laughs> Just pointing that out. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. I'm the freak. Well, the thing that, the thing that fucked me up is that I started working for a show that I actively liked before I started working for the job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So like now my job is just like listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Now it's just, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah. That's how the man gets you, dog. Yeah. That's how Colin, you hear that, bruv? <laughs> cut that out and come through. Wait, is Colin a uh, character in this podcast? No, we'll, we'll work him into it. Uh, well, this is this podcast is going to take a very strong Hollywood handbook turn. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. become very self aware. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> so Andrew, you're here to talk about uh, a book that became a TV show. Although mm-hmm. I I found the TV show first called The Expanse, which I didn't. I know. did too. Yeah. Oh, that's how you found it out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't even know. But but I. It's called The Expanse. Mm-hmm. It's basically Space Game of Thrones. Yes. Space Game of Thrones. Space so, sorry. Game of Thrones. Space Game of Thrones with, let's see, back in the envelope, like one-tenth of the budget. Yeah. The A lot of the special effects mm-hmm. look horrible. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can even tell they didn't even have enough money to do enough takes to make sure all the actors know they're on the same show. Listen, they got a lot to get through in a day. We got five scenes today. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. Or or they don't have enough money to um, make Thomas Jane behave, basically. Yeah. He, he clearly is doing whatever the oh, fuck there's he not wants. Enough, honey, there's not enough money in the world. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, we'll, we'll get to that, but I love when he Sorry. comes back in the third season and, like, they just give him a hat because they didn't want to because he obviously didn't want to have his hair cut. In the didn't he already have a hat? Yeah, he had a hat. But he would take his, he would show off his dumb haircut. Yeah, he had like a, a really, like a lot of people have dumb future haircuts and he had one of the dumbest and he came back in season three, but they just gave him a hat and like he never takes it off to the point where character's like, hey, why do you have that hat? He's like, don't worry about it. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's it's that like greasy haircut that uh, Gary Oldman had in Fifth Element. Basically. Um, yeah, yeah. My favorite... That's that's pure future. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Trailer Park Boys. My favorite gag in Trailer Park Boys is one of the 
main characters is always holding like a half glass of like whiskey <laughs> uh, and no one ever talks about it like literally every scene is always just has a glass oh man I heard Trailer Park Boys is good we don't have to get into it Trailer Park Boys is good it's kind of like the Game of Thrones there's like a thousand uh-huh. seasons of that show right say what there's like an exorbitant amount of seasons of that yeah, show yeah there right? truly is an exorbitant amount of seasons and it's, it's not like sketch right it's, a, it's, a... it's um it is not sketch right. it's definitely it's own like anyway we're, we're here talking about the expense <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll dive into Trailer Park Boys. I'm here to derail. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, so for context, I, I have seen not even a full season of okay. uh, The okay. Expanse. I've seen most of the first season, and um, I guess I just didn't readily have like sci-fi uh, available. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's on Amazon now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'd say it... As what in, what Andrew said about it being like Game of Thrones, but with like one eighth of the budget, mm-hmm. is very true because it does take a while to get into the show. Where you're like, all right, this is going to be mm-hmm. literally a cheap sci-fi channel show. It, yeah, it, it looks like it. It yeah. looks horrible. Yeah, <laughs> but that just happens to have good characters in it. Well, so here's what happened to me: is I I think I was like like not I I, I watched it on some streaming thing. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like channel serving, but I I, yeah. I randomly like CISO? found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what killed CISO actually. <laughs> um no, no I, I I don't remember how. It must have been like probably Amazon or something. Just yeah. like browsing and I was just like, oh this looks cool. And then as so I watched the first episode and I was like, okay, this is like a bad show. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I actually, like, I think I paused it pretty much and just read all the books up till then, which was probably like seven or eight books or something. Oh, wow. Some That's shit like fucked. that. Yeah. The How books, long did that take? So the books read so fast. How it's fast unbelievable. Well, so, like, like, when I say Space Game of Thrones, it's less like Space Game of Thrones in that. So, so I, the backstory that I looked up is those guys that mm-hmm. write it under a pseudonym. Where like one of them was like George R. R. Martin's assistant, mm. uh. so it's like, but but I'm guessing this I don't know um, or I didn't look up and it's Wikipedia anyway, so who mm-hmm. knows? But it feels like they started writing this after Game of Thrones was a TV show because mm. the books really? are all paced exactly like a season of TV. Hmm. Like oh. it's like so there's like no fat. There's none of that novel shit. No one like ruminates or like thinks about shit from mm. pages People on have kind of done that before Game of Thrones because I mean like yeah. like book book to like uh, movie and TV media has yeah. kind of been popular for a totally. Bit. You can yeah. totally kind of see that. Like but when, it reads a little bit like when you remember like when like I'm sure they still do this, but like mm-hmm. the novelization of Star Wars or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It reads like that. What are it's, we talking? Episode one? Yeah. I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's very much like like you could almost just reformat it and have the shooting script for the show. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's there's almost nothing else there. I mean, I'm, they change a little character shit and this and that, but it's anyway, it reads super mm-hmm. fast. So it was the books are long, but they are last time on the book. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly. It is like and the the structure is so formulaic. So it's so mm-hmm. like kind of pulpy and like Did you enjoy it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> like I truly say the media where you can read seven books and be like, I don't know if I even enjoyed this thing or like, yeah, I can, I can watch 36 episodes of this show and be like, I think I recommend it. Yeah. I, I truly can't fully recommend it. Cause I, I know that the show is, I mean, mostly it, it, it just looks horrible and it's just like, you can tell they paid like 
one and a half stars and then like Eastern Europe's like best stand-ins to like, to like make the show. That's probably a real company. Eastern Europe's best stand-ins. Like, you know, like, like Budapest's finest. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, it, it just reeks of like the cheapest way you could possibly do That's this. That's what I love about it though. Yeah. Like ironically, the cheapness of it feeds into the, the story a little bit. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a, like DS9 uh, where oh, yeah, they yeah. just like every episode was basically on a rundown station. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, they every episode's a bottle episode. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. It's only like the spaceship exteriors and then later on they go to Earth and Mars for a little bit yeah. and it looks like fucking pure garbage. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I will say for myself, like I did start to appreciate the space battles more when it was like, we're going to spend three episodes in the U.S. Embassy. You're like, all right, this is just a bunch of flats mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. with like large glint like windows like that's the set <laughs> yeah. that were bouncing back and forth I'm pretty place. sure they shot the exteriors for the US Embassy at CAA like I I'm, <laughs> I think I recognize the building for real <laughs> yeah uh, I was in this meeting I have, I have meetings there they had some really good salsa water um, but yeah so so but basically it's like uh, the the show is so it's like, like a political type thriller it's, it's it's political. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. sort of like Cold War. It opens on there's like a Cold War between Earth and Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the um the proxy war happens on the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, I guess, or between Mars and the big planet. Okay. The, the rocky planets and the gaseous planets. There's like mm-hmm. a bunch of asteroids. This is real, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, the I proxy would, war. Yeah, I heard about so it. So there's like, there's, so what they, I, I do enjoy the sort of like hard sci-fi elements of the show. It's mostly hard sci-fi. And then, so here's the way it's structured in the books. It's hard sci-fi mm-hmm. except one magical thing happens mm-hmm. and then everything else is pretty much yeah so that that's actually one the one thing that's in the books that is less so in the tv show is like everyone and the, it kind of feels realistic the, the internal monologue that feels realistic is like everyone is constantly doing math yeah like in the yeah. books math? Yeah, yeah they're literally like okay so we're going like 500 kilometers an hour so that this thing is this you know always they're yeah. always like that ship is like was mo- moving at a vector of like 4.8 and it's like are they well, like, like carrying the, the yeah no literally <laughs> yeah. it's like they're doing like calculus is part of their train of thought that's actually fun it's real yeah, weird it's funny yeah. because you it's because like it becomes like just this, like an everyday piece of life where like you'll have like basically like space farmers that don't know their ass from the elbow on the ground, but they're doing like rocket, like tra- uh, trajectories between like, yeah. oh, we're out of fuel. We need to slingshot around this planet to get back to this place. And it'll take like 3.6 days or whatever. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like all that shit. I like, I love all that hard science shit. I also love, uh, there's this thing they sort of get into later towards the later seasons where, um, like just things that you don't think about as far as like science fiction goes, where like if you're going so name one thing I don't think about. Uh, like I <laughs> <laughs> Well this, this is this is one of the things that happens uh I guess yeah, it's not really a spoiler, but like people just like will be like flying their boat so fast that they have a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> like shit like that yeah. just in real life. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like the G's are so intense that they have to get like a special like liquid injection so they don't have a stroke or like uh, a heart attack like mid yeah. mid jump or whatever. But there's this yeah. thing that they get to towards the second and third season where like just the idea of like having so much momentum and then stopping instantly and like people just dying from like impact. Like there's a whole yeah. set piece around like 
there's this alien device where they get mm-hmm. caught into it. And like the idea is that like once you're in this device, it like slows down um, your ship because they have like threat detectors or whatever. But mm-hmm. like the fleet just stops and then they lose like 60% of the fleet, the personnel because they were going like 3000 miles a second, whatever. And they just stopped instantly. <laughs> so like people like have been splattered against the wall. Like, yeah. 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 A lot of, a lot of jam in the budget on that episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of jam gets thrown at a lot of GoPro. Yeah. You can, you can definitely see where they were like, they found out they got like an Amazon prime deal because of violence. It just ramps up <laughs> so intensely. We're like, I dudes like there's a whole episode. that's like this ball episode. There's this, um, there's like this extreme sport where you like just slingshot around planets and there's this guy that just does that. He wants to get like, he's like a YouTuber slash yeah. game types guy. Wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's basically like Twitch, but for sit, like just driving a car in space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like imagine if, if he had a Twitch where he just drove a car really fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the natural end to gamers rise up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. like all that sort of like peripheral stuff. I thought I was thought was pretty fun in the show. And then they have like, you know, they, of course they don't have the budget for it, so then it becomes people talking over video phone for yeah, a lot of video phone conversation. Well, and also like again for production reasons, you could tell it was like they clearly had like one actor in Vancouver for like one and a half days, and then another actor in like Romania for like two weeks, and it's just like make it work. They're yeah. arguing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so so there's like a on the asteroid belt, these people that have been born and raised never under any kind of gravity. So they're all like real tall. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the one thing that's in the books that isn't, um, I mean, I don't know how they would do it in real life. I mean, they do it with extras, but Mm -hmm. clearly it's just like a lot of like, it's Nigerians and Dutch people like walking around in the background and they're freakishly tall. Yeah. But like one of the main characters is supposed to be that too. Oh yeah. Cause they sort of drop that like out of the, there's yes, like Andrew was saying, there's like, they don't have, they're not affected by gravity. So like, they're like tall, skinny boys. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But with no bone density. yeah. Yeah. And like, they're in like the first season there's like sort of like a torture scene and like that's really the only prominent one that's featured throughout yeah and that guy is like yeah clearly i mean i I would guess homeboy is like seven one and 130 pounds like (laughs) it's unbelievable how skinny he is um but yeah that's that's one of the things that's one of the moments in the show where i was like oh this is like really interesting where like they just torture him by just making him stand in regular gravity yeah, fucking and animals, it, right? And yeah. it's like if you'd never experienced that before, it would be the most painful thing that could possibly happen. It's cr- really interesting. Like, yeah. oh shit, that's okay. what hooked me. Up. Yeah, because I found the show on Amazon Prime, which they're all on there now. Mm-hmm. So I binged the show in like Amazon.com slash promo code. Yeah, promo code Wokus. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> promo code. Uh, Get off week. Amazon. <laughs> Steal a code. <laughs> yes, I'll tweet at me. I'll give you my code. Yeah. They, they also, like as also in, in the vein of the hard science or the hard science fiction they implement uh, like Make dialects and like vain hard oh yeah like dialects and like made up language like the belters like so the people that are born in the asteroid belt are called uh-huh. the belters and they have this the language even, is good it's yeah. it's like i love a fake it's like language. it's like it's kind of like esperanto with chinese and i guess like south african yeah i was trying to i was trying to ping that accent it does mm. sound well, again, it's because 99% of those people are fucking Dutch, I think. So they <laughs> yeah. already have that like weird, or they must yeah. be South African actually. So yeah. that's like black and okay. white people that have that Afrikaner <laughs> accent a little yeah. bit. Does one of the characters die and go, Draconis? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> they, they, yeah, I, it, it's like a cool language. And the other thing, actually, that they that happens in an internal um, monologue in the books that isn't so much, it's that, um, so the people raised on the asteroid belt, they have that language, but also... Um, they speak with their hands a lot because they okay. were like born in spacesuits. So their like sign language is like as important as their uh, spoken language. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's really, that part's really cool. Mm. Um, I just fucking love it. Um, but yeah, so it's basically like, and, and the other thing is our main characters start out as basically, I think it's it's almost the same like, they have almost the same job as the people in Alien. They're just like space yeah, truckers, like space truckers they basically. Grab, like, yeah, like, no one can really think of uh, like interesting space jobs. To be honest, we've yeah. never seen like any science fiction about like space like firemen or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just he, like freighters and you know yeah. what? No, what they are is they're like the um, fucking um, uh, uh, like fresh and clean or whatever, fresh <laughs> and pure. Yeah, they grab like fresh water for. They just sure. they they like go to an asteroid, mm-hmm. chip off a big block of ice, and then melt it and sell it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the the silliest job, but it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in the universe. outsourcing for sure. Yeah. I, I, so you've read all the books. Yeah. You've, you've caught up on the series. I like, think there might be one more. I think there is a new book that I haven't read yet, or there it's imminent. So you so you how have, many books are there? Yeah, it's like nine. So, wow. wow. Talk talk about an expanse. I guess. It really is Got maybe six, eight. There's a lot of books, but again, it's just one of those things. Like when, when I think the last one I read in like a day, like wow. it, it reads crazy. That's fast. how fast I read Ender's Game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that. It's mm-hmm. like because it's very. It's also like paced very like and then and then and mm-hmm. then and then and so it's just like you know it's 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 probably actually easier physically than binge watching a season of TV. <laughs> yeah, I also will say the show. I don't know how this true true this is of the books. But the show does a very good job of just having like a diverse cast, yeah. Which is something that I, I personally don't see that much in science fiction. It's usually, yeah. like, here's like the main white cast, and like they have like a space black guy and maybe a space Asian guy, yeah. Like mm-hmm. those are the two people that you get for the series. Yeah, they make sure. Yeah, I, I mean it's definitely a part of the books. Like mm-hmm. they, uh, like one of the one of the characters is this like uh, Indian dude who speaks with a cowboy accent, and there's a whole backstory about how like. Either India or like Indian American, like um, like like immigrants, like mm-hmm. all moved to this one part of Mars, and they like treated it like you know the frontier. So they all like adopted all this cowboy shit. <laughs> oh hell yeah! So they're it's like this like backstory they go into a little bit, and then they're like, well, you know how you know how like what's his name? You know how Kamal is? Like he's a fucking cowboy. Like and they're like, huh? It's just and they say that shit very casually. Um, and yeah, and then the whole thing is like obviously everyone born on the asteroid belt is mm. like they it feels like they sort of cast for mixed or mm-hmm. like black a yeah, little yeah. bit like mm-hmm. it's clear that that's sort of the vibe. And, and the 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 story function is they're kind of like the the people on the asteroid belt kind of become like a like a PLO kind of situation. They're like PLO sort of terrorists like the like the Palestinian uh-huh. folks mm-hmm. like they're some people call them terrorists. Other people call them freedom fighters. Blah blah blah. That kind of yeah. level of thing. They're freedom fighters. But it sounds woke. It's definitely like trying to be cognizant of yeah, wokeness. Like, it's very aware of wokeness. Yeah, I'd say it's very self-aware in the fact that like the show is not just like I said, white guys in space, and there is like, all right, so this this these belters are like basically the manual labor for like the like they're like basically 
not a race, but like their whole group is like manual labor. So of course, it's going to be mainly beltas. Yeah, basically, yeah, that's yeah. how they say it. Yeah, we have beltas. Belt- beltas. Yeah, get out of here, beltas. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, you could you could definitely be a featured extra on that show. Yeah, you're, you're you you have the body type too. <laughs> Only if yeah. I'm from the goth colony. <laughs> yeah, they're they, pretty much kind of is. Well, everyone's very pale too because they're like fucking like five times further away from the sun. <laughs> yeah, than, yeah. Like, than they should be on Earth. Sounds yeah. cool. Um, so, like, so compared TV show to books, do you have a particular favorite amongst those two mediums? Um, the show, because to the extent that the books do get bogged down with like sentimental bullshit, yeah, the books are they're really close. I think it's helping that the, but also I hate the actors, almost all the actors. <laughs> oh, really? So pretty I, much. I, I, dive into that. I need to know why. Well, I, I mean, it's not even, they're just like, um, they're bad. <laughs> they're bad actors. Like, it's not, or not, they're, they're just like, like cheap actors, big ensemble, mm. not cheap, but like, and clearly not given enough rehearsal time and yeah. like directors who are very weak. Yeah. Right. Like, it's just, it's just this thing where it's like lunacy like <laughs> like thomas jane who plays like a like oh yeah and then right there's a, so he's like a b story so there's also a parallel story where there's this like basically kind of blade runner-esque like oh yeah, um, yeah. corporate cop detective dude so he's mm. that um and he actually doesn't meet up with the main characters until like the end of season one in the yeah, show yeah, like yeah. and actually in the books that's shoehorned in in the books it's later because um, the 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 first book is the first two seasons, <clears throat> so I think mm. he doesn't really fuck with anyone until like where the middle of season two. Yeah, that be. whole B plot is like him and like another pretty well known like film actor. Uh, yeah, uh, he was in the Hostel series and he was in Suicide Squad. Something like uh, I can't remember. I look up his name mm. while you guys. Uh, uh, wait, the dude from Mad Men. He may be in Mad Jared, Men. whatever. No, he was not uh, Jared, Jared uh, Harris, I think. He's, I think. Well, whatever. It, yeah. it so so the, he's a whole parallel, but he clearly was not told what kind of show it was because he's playing it like, <laughs> like, kind of. He's here's what it is. He's like playing it as both of the characters from Roger Rabbit in one. <laughs> like he's like he's like a detective, but also he's a lunatic from time to time and it like doesn't make any sense. Mm. No one else who he's talking to has that energy at any point. I was gonna say <laughs> it seems like one of those things where like this is the big get for this TV. Oh series. for sure. Yes. And we're not gonna they give him the, they got any the directions. No, no, no. He for sure walked on set and said, I'm doing two takes and no notes. <laughs> and and just talked. Yeah. And it was like, peace, assholes. I hope my like fifteen grand clears. <laughs> like yeah. cut the check. We'll yeah. see you tomorrow at the at the eleven AM call time. I mean, it really it, it's just like like they clearly like no one on set could tell him anything. <laughs> and then yeah. everyone else is like a hard working like Vancouver's finest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like truly, truly. I mean, and they're yeah. like good, but they're like they're you know, they, they don't really like they they mostly just aren't rehearsed enough. Like you can kind of tell. It's just like this is yeah. doesn't make it. And then they'll what I also think a way that they sort of combat that is they'll pepper in like 
well-known like Shakespearean British actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, this person can like read the pages three times. And yeah, then, like they'll mm. just be set. Like Cuddy from The Wires in it. <laughs> yeah, and his character is really good actually. His his character is like a guy that used to work for Earth. And was like a general, and basically like he—he he was like if the guy that was in charge of uh, was Fallujah disaster, one of those like disasters where the mm. U.S. like murdered everyone. Um, he's that guy. He like went in and like through his own aggression, but also through it's kind of one of those not entirely his own fault thing. But he basically murders everyone on the space station. Relatable, yeah. <laughs> and but then he's like, you know, what hath I done? Yeah, and switches sides. Mm. So he's like the military leader of the um, of the Belters, but no one trusts him. And he he because he, he runs again a, murdered a Mormon a colony. Right? That's his thing. Oh no! There, yeah. The, the Mormons is separate. <laughs> the Mormons. Mormons. I wish you. I, I wish the audience could that. see I Brody's face. <laughs> there's this. There's this D story in the books that links up to the main plot ultimately, where the Mormons. No, so he, the Mormons are hired by him. Okay. To just make the biggest spaceship that has ever existed uh, ever yeah. out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's weird. Like the idea is that. It's like they're they're like jetting off to like the Mormon homeworld or whatever, oh, but yeah. they need to have a ship that can sustain multiple generations. Yeah. So um, anyway, it's literally like the biggest ship that's ever been made, and then spoiler alert, I guess, but like our heroes like steal it at the end. <laughs> yeah. But it's like not talked about. It's just this thing happening in the background. And it's like oh well, the fucking Mormons. And then all of a sudden they're like, nah, this is our ship now. Yeah, it's That's almost funny. played for a laugh where like like you spend a season being like, Hey, the Mormons are building this giant ship to go on like this generational thing that'll take thousands. I think it's of- called like the Ark at one point. It's sure. basically yeah. that's the idea. Is they're they they out. They they're done with this and they're just like taking their big ass ship and pointing it somewhere else and that's leaving. So yeah. And like all the guys that all the people that play Mormons are like they play it very like earnest and like they're always like yeah. they all have like a Ned Flanders type quality. Yeah. So like when they actually there's a, a moment where like, yo, we're still in this ship, they're like, Jolly G shucks, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. And then like yeah. you sort of feel bad for these space warmers because they honestly take just let them go. We could have got rid of them. <laughs> good. Well, it's a, yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. But then, yeah, that, and then that ship, that, that's the thing, the book, I mean, the book clearly, the books I, I feel like are clearly written like TV shows also. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, like, Oh, well we have this big ass spaceship. And then in like book four, they're like, I know what to do with this. Yeah. And it becomes this whole other thing. Check off spaceship. Yeah. But, well, sort of, but there, I, it feels like there was never a plan for it. Oh, they're just like, all right, oh, wait, we have this. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it's it. like they're like looking at the whiteboard and they're like, okay, so we have a big ass spaceship. That guy hates the other guy. And then this guy has this weapon. What mm-hmm. do we do? I'm, I'm very curious because this is one of the few like sci fi shows I've jumped on in a while, but I feel like there's going to be a pretty big influx of like, Star Trek shit coming out in the next year. Yeah, um, yeah. It's out. like gritty Star Trek. Yeah, gritty I think Star that's Trek. that's about right. It's it's slightly less. Well, the other thing that it does kind of well is it like in a hard science way, sort of like, it, and the same way Game of Thrones does. This is why it's uh, the other reason why it's Space Game of Thrones is that it like nods towards like a real version of. Uh, sci-fi tropes in this case. Mm-hmm. So like the belters are all like tall and skinny yeah. and like it's definitely kind of implied that like if this were to continue forever they would become like gray aliens. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. then there's like other like 
Um, no one ever goes faster than light, but maybe they do. It's like yeah. it's like they're like, oh, maybe this is like the warp drive or the fucking uh, hype. Was it hyperspace in Star Wars? Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, hyper, 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 yeah, hyper, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, but maybe this is it. But then it's kind of not. Yeah, um, yeah. So they do a lot of that shit. Oh, and and the other thing, I guess this is a spoiler, but there's also sp- briefly space zombies. <laughs> Oh yeah, there are. Yeah, <laughs> like very briefly, they're space zombies, well, and then they, they go away. So this is something that I wasn't. Con- I was a little bit confused about because I guess because it's only three seasons in. But they discover. I don't know if it's if it's man made or if it's like an alien thing, like the proto. Yeah, dog. I don't know if that's man made or if it's actually like an well, alien existence. You know, it just could be. But they project. find like this like thing that becomes like the the MacGuffin for the series. They find like this. Maybe it's a man-made weapon. Maybe it's an alien weapon. I mean, it's basically the same shit as in Prometheus, an alien. It's like the black goo, and it kind of fucks with people, but it's really vague what it does. And also then, they the one, this is another like hilariously cheap visual effect, but their version of when you are not infected, but when you're like around this thing is instead of it being all dark and alieny, it's like it's like a Lisa Frank poster a little bit. It's a little bit like <laughs> Annihilation, like everything's sparkly oh, yeah. and rainbowy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but without the budget of Annihilation. So it's just it's clearly they literally put like a kaleidoscope in front of the lens and they're like, ooh. <laughs> I can't tell if we're selling the show to you or not, Brody. Um I'm I, I'm into it actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I, I, I think it helps if you have any knowledge of TV production at all, because it's mm. fascinating. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? How did they make this decision? Yeah. Why? I'm I I so I saw the trailer for the new season, uh season for it looks better now right i haven't it, watched the new it trailer. does look better but also all the footage from the trailer is on a set that's like an exterior set so i'm like are they just cutting out all the space shit to save money because they're just gonna have sets hmm. that's in the desert or, i mean maybe that what happens in the books i don't know yeah they um well yeah that was a, so so i i just from around town had heard that like even the sci-fi channel version was like jeff bezos's favorite show oh wow. uh, which it's also yeah i know that is a big strike yeah. against I it like the like things he likes <laughs> but that's why they saved it against all logic wow like sci-fi was like yeah we can't do this anymore yeah. and bezos was like yeah, this is where i'm gonna spend my billions yeah he's looking for technologies just to build his mm-hmm. own mormon spacecraft yeah, yeah. i get in world hunger but season yeah. four of this <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of so that part is a bummer but he yeah so so that's why it's sort of like been saved against like any sense like there's no yeah. good reason why it needs to continue i don't think anyone watched it uh, yeah it was just sci-fi. me yeah i only watched it on amazon because they had the first two seasons yeah on there but it is it is like i, I think that's the thing is you can tell there's a spine of good writing yeah through it it's otherwise hilarious and then you kind of just suck. Oh, you know what? And the other character I really like is so the um, the Mars people mm. are like essentially Russia. They're like kind of very warlike, and mm-hmm. you know, or like Russia through the lens of America in the nineties, eighties, because 80s or they're red. Get it? Honestly, yes, <laughs> Get yes, it? yeah. Or or they're kind of like Spartan society. It's like a very like yeah. military society, and like blah blah blah. Yeah, the um, god of war, Mars. Correct. Heard of it? Yes, <laughs> it is a little. It is that level of um, <laughs> symbolism. Symbolism. Yeah. It, but the um, the main character from Morris, besides the Indian guy, the the main new character is like an ex like Martian special ops, 
And she is just like this, like, I think she's like Maori or something. I was, I was, I was watching the clip and listening to her accent. I think she has a Ze- New Zealand accent. Yeah. Some guys in Maori. And she fucking rules. The only thing that's very weird about it is her name in the book, which I assume was made before Mad Men, is mm. Bobby Draper. Bobby Draper. <laughs> like Roberta Draper, <laughs> yeah. but she goes by Bobby. And so she's Bobby Draper. And it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It is funny because she has like this giant like mech suit that she has in the series, which is honestly one of the coolest things. It's also not, it's kind of cheaply made. So like, it, yeah, it, they want to walk like this, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, she gets work done for like her season. And then of course they're like, it's too expensive to have this giant robot. Let's take it away from her. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Although that, uh, that dovetails with the plot that that suit's coming back. Oh, is it? Right. But it, it does. It is like, the world's shittiest CGs. It's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable how bad it is. I watch a lot of bad CG. I think you guys are really underestimating. <laughs> That's true. It's the, it's the worst that a prestige thing because mm-hmm. they still that's the thing that that's the other thing it's like 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 really truly credit to the filmmakers and and the actors mm-hmm. it's like everyone except for thomas jane is taking it so yeah seriously. they're working like they are like like the lady that plays uh was it nagata yeah like she's like working working like British actress, black British actress, like you can tell that she's not just showing up. She's like, I'm going to make these lines that are talking about that are getting water water to the belters for freedom. Like, I'm going to say this line and make it seem like I actually give a shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really, uh, yeah, the actors work very hard, but they're just given crazy things to work with. <laughs> yeah, um, especially when they're spouting off, like, calculations. And, yeah, I'm trying to think. But, yeah, so that that part is really good. She's, like, a really good, cool character. She kind of has PTSD, which I guess is, like, a very military, cliche military story. But I mean, PTSD is real. They don't, they don't, I don't know if they have space mushrooms, but they should do those. It's pretty good for... <laughs> well, I think the problem is the space mushrooms might turn you into a zombie. Uh, it truly is like kind true. of Sorry, like... <laughs> but they might not. It's, hmm. it's complicated. I, it's worth the risk. <laughs> worth the risk. <laughs> I, I need to see when season four is coming out because I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to be watching it. But I'm... So do you want to like Battlestar Galactica? No. <gasps> I've so heard that's like actually good. It is actually Does yeah. it look as cheap though? Because it's it was made under the same circumstances as, as um, these was, bands, pretty much. Right? I would say I've only seen a couple episodes, but Battlestar Galactica was probably like five or six years before this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, but it was same channel, same, same channel. approximate goals. I'd say it doesn't look worse, so I feel like for the time it looked pretty good. Right. It looks really good, but like back then there was no Game of Thrones. Like yeah, we didn't right, right, we right. weren't holding like things like that to like prestige like HBO level. Yeah. It was just good for the sci- it was the best thing that's been on the sci-fi channel. I'll say sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, hands down. That also I will say the thing that turned me off from Battlestar Galactica is I feel like how uh, was it because someone said more like Battlestar Galactica? Someone did say Battlestar Galactica. It was probably <laughs> just flows off the top. Yeah. I think it became, I think that's right when I started to understand like television writing, where it's like, this isn't going to get resolved in like a season or two. It's going to take a while to get to the, uh-huh. to the end of the show. And I just didn't have the wherewithal to watch like. 22 mm. episodes a season or how many episodes they did a season how long was it there's really satisfying seasons in it I think there's five or six seasons mm-hmm. um, and you know, it was it was a consistently good show um, it wasn't a 100% perfect show or anything yeah. but like definitely some cult 
uh, favorites in there. If you like sci-fi, if you like The Expanse, you'll probably like Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I'm sure. More. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They, they had a spinoff too, right? Um, like yeah, Caprica. called Caprica, yeah. which wasn't as good in oh, one for like right. two seasons. Well, I, I mean, I think The Expanse has this weird thing where it's like clearly objectively worse than Battlestar Galactica, mm. but it's modern. Yeah. But I still love it and I still recommend it to people. Like I recommend yeah. it to- Yeah, it seems cool. To Edgar Mumplesier, and he did not fuck with it at all. He, yeah, yeah, I think a lot. Everyone me. I've everyone I've recommended it to has been like one episode out. Yeah, like yeah. they hate it. Yeah. I think here's what it is: is it, it's it's the same way that like to me, every new Star Wars movie is mm-hmm. honestly the actual best one because it's just like like the you, it's. It's like entertainment, and like we're all conditioned to like need our entertainment to be paced, whatever mm-hmm. the most modern way is, and like so. I think that's what the expanse is. It's like on some level of like plotting, complexity, acting, yeah. whatever. It's worse than Battlestar Galactica, but because it's it just, is like more like the shit that you watch now, yeah. it feels better than watching. Me that. recommending the show. My very first question to someone would be, "Did you like Battlestar Galactica?" And then I'd recommend it. Based yeah, on that. yeah. Um, but it is more diverse than Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I, I think, think that's. I don't know if that's just where my barometer is, where like the my stakes are still low. But if I'm like, if I see more than three brown people on screen that yeah. killed off. I'm like, I think I'm going to invest at least two, mm-hmm. two or three episodes in this show. One of the one of the B characters, um, Cuddy's like uh, right hand woman. I think she's native Canadian. Also. Oh wow! Like I think they really like are like fucking like. As many types of people as they can like get in, I Good. think it feels like they're going for it. It also is what I. This is just a personal thing, but there's uh, a character named Fred Johnson, which is the name is yeah. very funny. But oh, that's he, Cuddy, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Cuddy, yeah. His name is Fred Johnson, and it's just such a perfect like black uncle name. And like seeing every time the character comes on, <laughs> I'm thinking about like my uncle's fighting over Domino's at like a fish fry in the summer. It is weird that he doesn't have a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> he he basically has that vibe. Yeah, but I guess if you had a toothpick in your mouth in space, space you'd die. Yeah, yeah. so I guess maybe we can start a mm. campaign where we write into. Amazon, like, hey, can we give Fred Johnson a toothpick? Just CGI. Yeah, <laughs> just a little CGI. The other thing. actually thing that fully does not work on screen, but actually is kind of a nice moment on the books, is there's early on, um, like, some of these space stations are so big, they have, like, birds and shit in there. But oh, wow. the birds, um, and they, they talk, this is, like, one of those math internal monologues, and they're like... Um, but because the gravity is artificial gravity generated by spin of the, so it's basically like the, sh- the ship spin and centrifugal force uh-huh. becomes the gravity. It's what pushes you down. Um, but because of that, it's not like on earth where gravity is pretty much the same everywhere. It's the same at the same elevation everywhere. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like the closer you are to the center, the weirder gravity is. Yeah. And so, so birds are getting fucked up. Well, so there's in, in, um, in the book, like the fucking Thomas Jane character is like, he's basically like baked out of his mind at all times. Like he isn't really, but he basically talks like it. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, bong hits, like talking to, talking to himself about, oh, this bird is like flying all weird. And they try to recreate the scene, but with a CGI bird that's oh, like yeah. kind of like flip flapping all weird. Yeah. But they don't talk about it. And so he just looks at it and, like if you haven't read the book, you're just like, That's well, weird. that was weird. Yeah, that, that was my the exact. Thought. I was like, what? What does this mean? I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, wow, like yeah. it's like a whole world building thing about like basically. I think the character moment is like because the bird flies weird, you know that he's down on his luck because he lives in a part 
his apartment is in a part of the space station where the gravity's very fucked up. Mm. Okay. And like, if you're richer, you live in a place where the gravity feels more normal. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's no fucking birds. It's shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just no birds around in general. Yeah. That was definitely not mentioned in the TV. Yeah. Show it's fucking yeah. crazy, but it's shit like that in the books that like expands it a little bit, but it, but unlike a lot of books, they don't belabor it. It's just like, <sighs> I think I'm going to read the book. I got to read the book. I it's feel like it's right read. up my alley. Yeah. E, I, I'm just going to buy it on Amazon when I get paid next time. Dog, yeah. you got go so to go to Overdrive. Go to your public library. You can check out the ebook on from your public library. Are you this? I'm actually. I have thought about getting a, a get a goddamn library card. Library card. You, I was going to ask if you have one for the LA for LA. Yeah, dog. Oh, Andrew's reaching to his pocket to pull do it I out. Have it here. Oh, I might have taken it out. Mm-hmm. This yes, is stolen, but I do have one. Stolen valor from Andrew T. Oh shit! I did take it out of my wallet, <laughs> and I, re- I replaced it with my new corporate card. Oh, nice. <laughs> I am uh, an asshole. But no, I do have one and it is I truly recommend it. I've heard nothing but great things and I've also heard people like you can you have access to so much stuff that I did never had access to at my shitty public library where oh my like God. movies th- and like Well, yeah, because it's all digital. You can Yeah, we um, got to start we, we got to get a library sponsorship, I think. Get, yeah. Just everyone go to the library. Honestly, use um what, what the other thing the LA Public Library does is it basically um you can, you, I think you can just sign on to it. it. You, you have, you can check out like movies that stream. Oh, sh- what? Like it's, and it's like Criterion ish level shit. What? Yeah. Oh my god, the game has changed. It truly is. Oh, all like right. cool. join, join everyone, join their library for. I'm real. gonna have to sign up for the library. Also, the Echo Park uh, Public Library. I think it's called the Edendale Branch. On Thursday nights, my friend George runs an open mic. Oh really? <laughs> Wait, really? It are is. You, are you getting stage George time? Who? George Chen. Oh, yeah, I know George. Homeboy has an open mic at like 6 p.m. at the goddamn library. That's very funny. I do that. Oh, not only should you do it. What day? Thursdays. It is, (laughs) I think Thursdays. Check George. (laughs) It is like the, like whatever you think about like the variety of people that try stand up at an open mic, the one at a public library when it's still light outside (laughs) is... (laughs) Unbelievable. Sounds fucked up. It is crazy. <laughs> Sounds like the energy I got to check out. Yeah. It really is like an amazing place. I do um, want to go. I also need to check out Sauce, which is Brody's. Yeah, you got to gotta check out Sauce if you're in LA. Uh, it's been wild. Yeah, um, every time I'm like, I'm going to go, then I, I'm like, I'm not going to go. But go. I'm actually going to go. Yeah, that's you on most things. I don't yeah, even, that I'm is, not even offended by it. That is my, I have, I have fully embraced tourist energy where I'm like, <laughs> if I show up, you know it's going to be a big event. Like that's, yeah. If I send a text out being like, hey, let's do something, yeah. that's how you know it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's Zig's on. Special like, mood. Yeah. Zig, Zig either got paid or has cancer. One, either way, <laughs> yeah. you have to show up. Yeah. Like, I, I canceled my own birthday party. Like That's, all. <laughs> True. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like two hours before. That was awesome. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Well, uh, well, next year we'll, we'll have an actual one. Uh, no, probably, hell no. We'll probably, see about yeah. that. Oh, yeah, you'll actually schedule one. Um, <laughs> before we go, what else have you guys uh, been into this last week or whatever? Uh, uh, you go first, Ginger. Did you guys already talk about? You guys already do One Punch Man on the show. Yes, Did, we talked about this. Y- yeah, but if you want to come back and talk on a course, no, no, no. Right. I just, um, just I'm, I'm not it? caught up, but I did. I watched the first season. And I love it so much. And the other thing is, I realized, um, except for the fact that uh, I I do um, I, I use the exercise bike instead of the run. Mm-hmm. 
I do his workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do the, the 100 push-ups. Literally, <laughs> I do literally his workout. That's, I mean, that's great. Uh, that's it. That's all I do. Just like One Punch Man. You might also want to do some other arm stuff. That's not just nope. push-ups. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I should, but I'm like, nah, it's not going to happen. I do like the idea. That's of like, funny, though. I'm going to come into work. And it was my accident. I, I was just like, I, I was like, I got to that point in the show and yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's what I do. <laughs> that's not, still not bad at all. Yeah, I will say though, <laughs> your hair is way better than his could ever possibly be. I, I, I love the character design of, of um, what's his name? I'm, it's so hilarious because it's just like, just a dumb egg. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, I'm, I definitely gotta watch season two. I just finished it a couple of weeks ago and it's. Fantastic, but also it's even funnier than the first season. Yeah, I it's so funny. To me, I'm like, it's like if you like Bojack. Oh, and, yeah. And you think you don't like anime, you should watch One Punch Man. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like the same existential crisis bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. funnier. I, I think. recommend you some fucking existential crisis bullshit. <laughs> for sure. What about you, Brady? What have you been watching? Um, let's see. This week I have been. I have been watching too much. I've just been kind of just like studying a lot. I've actually been playing. I'm trying. I was trying to find a good JRPG to play. Oh wow! Um, even though I'm like currently playing like three, like I can't. Like I'm. I'm just honestly waiting for um, Persona Five Royal to come out in mm. Japanese, um, so I can fucking. <sighs> Wait, here's a real question. Uh huh. Should I should I get a video game system? You, yeah. <laughs> you idiot! Yeah, yeah, dummy. Here's what I've been here's Do what I've been anything? doing. I don't have anything, but I've been playing PUBG Mobile on my phone, oh, which wow. is plenty for oh, me you're gonna right make now. Me cry, I guess it's real grim. It's like because it's like it's. I mean, it it. I think it's the best mobile game that's probably mm. ever been made because it basically works. Okay, like it just looks kind of shitty but not yeah. even that shitty um i would say get a switch i'd say dip your toes into a switch what do you what do you say uh, it, it's such a always difficult because i'm thinking of ps4 is like i'd say the the base level because then you can have you can like play with us and yeah. if he true you get some comedy boys i'm playing. just thinking like if you uh, don't yeah. really play video games and if someone like recommended me a console like, switch, right because yeah. i'll i lose my life to my playstation yeah yeah i think that's that's part of it is like i'm like i just know if i start yeah. i might never stop because you have disposable income like I, not to get in your, oh, get up in your yeah things are going well for you right now yeah. you're busy well that's yeah. part of it i was like i guess i can afford it now but i was like should i do that? You know what? I want to say switch because Maybe it's also portable. <laughs> yeah. Because it's also portable. Like you can uh -huh. take it to places with you. Like I did laundry yesterday. I brought my switch with me, played a little bit of Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Mm -hmm. Be, it's also low investment, not that much money. Yeah. Okay. I've also just been playing that. poker on my phone. Okay. So <laughs> So you're just a weird guy. So yeah. maybe I just need like you need something that you can channel your vices through. It I just like. need like a yeah. hoop and a stick. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, that's like my. You need vibe. like one of those paper cups that you put the ball into. I think I might oh, get uh, a little bit more into comic books to scratch my story inch at the moment. I was going to recommend. Um, that's the other reason to join the goddamn library, dog. Uh, true, 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 true. Yeah. Mm. I was going to recommend you guys a comic book that I used to read when I was like in my like heyday comic book days called uh, Fuse, um, which very much like kind of like the world of the expanse it takes mm. place in colonies. And basically it just follows two homicide detectives on, um, this like cool space colony. And there's a like, cool, like Fuse. hard 
it's comic. called Fuse. Looks, yeah, this looks dope. I'll Highly recommend. Um, one of my favorite comics, and it's just like very like criminal out. investigation uh, oriented. Oh, if, actually, if we're if we're um, recommending comics, um, my friend Z just started this company called TKO, a comic book company. Cool. Um, and it's good. I mean, he's gotten cool people. I was gonna say the one that. Uh, uh, there's two. I can't remember the space one, but there's one space one um, called. It's basically uh, like uh, all the adults on this spaceship have died, and the robots are raising the kids. Oh hell yeah! Um, and then Roxanne Gay oh, wrote Deadly one. Seven Deadly Sins on there. I love Seven Deadly Sins. Oh yeah, I read Wait. all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So that's my friend's uh, book. Oh See, wow! Yes, yeah. all this stuff. Oh, Sentient is that the, sh- the yeah? One? Sentient that's is your the friend's one. book. Yeah, he. So my friend Z wrote on Gotham for a while. I, I've known him for a little bit. Oh, wow. cool. he's, he's been on a guest on Yosef's Racist. All of these know. look fantastic. But Holy yeah, shit. so basically, uh, without blowing up his spot, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, all these are like limited run things, and uh, if you kind of read between the lines, it, they're all pretty much like screenplays that weren't produced. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, Seven Deadly Sins is a western that basically could be like a like it's a magically infused western that could totally be like a fucking six season series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, but yeah, so, so that is like, I think if, if you want to, and you know, he's like, uh, supporting, you know, people of color and, mm. and, uh, Asian folks specifically, I guess in this one, but he, I think they're, they're really making an effort to make like diverse, to get like diverse writers. Oh, I'm definitely um, going to check some of this stuff out. Like even just like the too. cover art looks, yeah. looks I might, straight. I might be able to find you a, a couple copies falling off the back of a truck. I don't know. The oh, point yeah. is, we'll find out. We'll find <laughs> yeah. out. The truck is the library. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I've actually been doing more comic book stuff too lately. I, uh, I read uh, The Eternals because I had no idea who those yeah, characters same. were from Marvel. And I've been and I've been reading Is that basically just Marvel New Gods? Yeah, it's yeah. like okay. created by Jack Kirby. The ex- this is literally the exact same concept, um, same art style too, obviously. But I read that and like it was okay. Uh, you know, it's like 40, 50 years old at this point, so it's hard to be like story wise. Oh, um, old school. But I have been reading this series called Ultimate Comics, The Ultimates by John Hickman. Which uh, I highly recommend. Uh, you can definitely. T- it's a little bit old at this point, mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell the point where Marvel's like, "Oh, let's just take everything they've done for this comic and make that into our comic book." Yeah, our I think that's universe. like kind of early in went into their cinematic universe where they were just like, "Let's make a comic book like, um, kind of l- like offshoot mm-hmm. of all our characters that is like more based on." Oh, is that the one uh, where they the they like changed Nick Fury to just look like Samuel L. Jackson? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Is the, yeah they yeah. Uh, they made this and they were like. There's a part in this where they're like, "Where who would who would you cast each other as as yeah. ours in the TV show?" And they're like, "You know, we'll do Nick uh, Nick Fury is obviously Samuel Jackson. Like they named some characters that would mm-hmm. be them eventually in the movie. Oh, in the hilarious! It's pretty funny. Like it's it's good artwork. Good. Is story. that where Miles Morales comes from? That yeah, universe? he was created in that universe. Oh, too. nice. Yeah, it's uh, been reading that and it is funny. It's so funny. It's like clear. It's like Marvel IP lawyers are like, we needed to not. We need to not have to pay image rights, <laughs> yeah. but we need to everyone to know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. how close can you get to Samuel L. Jackson, but not be Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I highly recommend that. It's been a really fun series. Uh, it's it's I, I feel like for, personally for me, it's hard to read superhero comic books sometimes because uh-huh. it's 
just so impenetrable. And then you're like, you have all this backstory that like, I'm not going to go reread 25 years worth of comic books. understand what's reading happening. literally anything for me is impenetrable. <laughs> you just got to get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just tell them, just show me a movie. People punching, <laughs> punching and fighting, fighting. Uh, also, I watched uh, the new Hellboy movie that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, not that good. That's what I heard. It's not actually not that good at all. But again, the bar is set so low where I'm like, Oh, they have brown people in this movie. I'll give it a shot. Oh, yeah. Good enough for me. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. still got to watch Spider-Man. I'm behind. Uh, the the Spider-Verse one? Oh, no, the new one, of uh-huh. course. Um, oh, yeah. I saw how insulted Brody looked when I said that. <laughs> I can see his face. Spider-verse? Imagine if I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Poor, poor fucking live action Spider-Man. I yeah. Mean, right? Having to follow Spider-Verse, man, that fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, they made more money. Did they really? Yeah. Unfortunately, Spider Verse is the lowest grossing Spider Man movie because people are idiots. Yeah. It is literally the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I never no Spider Man movie has ever made me cry until I saw Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, well, they all did for me. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but right. it is straight up the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very. Uh, I mean, I know they had to do a sequel, but I'm just curious to see what they do in that actual sequel. Yeah, I'm making. reading the script to that right now, just because I'm like, yeah, because I'm making kind of a sci fi script right now, and I'm like. You know what I never do is read scripts, and mm. I, I really need to. Do you know what's a good script to read just in terms of um, how much fun you can have with it? It's, it's only mildly, maybe directly useful. Gone Girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think it's just out on the internet. If not, I think I can find you a copy. The uh, script for Bone Tomahawk? Is it a good Bone? script? I've seen the movie. I did enjoy it that much. What is that much. again? Bone it's, Tomahawk? It's like the, kind of like a Western that turns into a horror movie. Hmm. It's really good. Bone Tomahawk is really good. Hmm. I I read it because spoiler, oh, cool. No spoilers, but there's a scene in the like back half of the movie that is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Hmm. And I was literally like, how do they describe this in the script? Oh yeah. Hmm. And so I just went, and then I was like, oh, this script is like really fun to read. Um, mainly because everything is kind of even the the like action lines are like still kind of in cowboy vernacular. Hell yeah! <laughs> so it's like real. They rustled up a tomahawk. I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really it's funny. it's like this weird thing where you're like, why is this like this? Yeah. <laughs> like who? Like none of this makes it to the screen. Man, you talking about westerns just makes me want to replay Red Dead again. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Um, well, there's a Red Dead Zombies one, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, I, we'll have to talk about South Australia. Yeah, there's a lot of mosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah zombies yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> get, get, uh, yeah, you should watch, Bone, along, you should watch Bone Tomahawk. It's really cool. Good. Maybe I'll read it. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I guess that is the show. For oh, today. yeah. Uh, Andrew, before we head out, where can people check you out? What do you got going on? Nah, man, nowhere. Just yeah. tune into this episode of The Dark Weave. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, yo, is this racist? Mm-hmm. Listen to that. Find me, on the, find me on the internet. Um, Give those hot takes. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I pretty I much I, listen to every episode. Oh damn, dog! I said pretty much. You know, yeah, good. You listen to one thousand and thirty six for one thousand thirty seven episodes. Okay, well, Ooh. I guess by pretty much I mean ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> and Brody's been on some of, some of our yeah our the Juneteenth one was amazing. Our finest episodes. That mm-hmm. was like also I was like hungover in a way that was unbelievable but <laughs> it was one of the most fun episodes i've ever yeah, that was a fun had. episode uh i just realized that like when we we're recording it that i i knew brody's name before i actually knew met him because oh, he really? did yosis races oh, the same shit. thing with wow. carl and like basically any black person i hang out with i heard them on the podcast before i ever physically met them oh my god that's crazy that's fucking crazy 
Mm. Oh, because you were in Georgia. Still. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That makes like, sense. I heard them plug white women. I was like, what the fuck is improv? That sounds dumb as fuck. And that part, <laughs> that part was correct. Fuck yeah. these fools. Yeah, now I'm going to go there, work there. Stupid ass shit. Um, talk shit to these people. Really yeah, like. Bernie, what do you got going on? Um, I guess I'm just getting ready to shoot this uh, short that we're shooting. I'm trying to take it easy. Oh, man, I got to book New York. If you listen to the show and you're from New York and you book shows, please book me on your show. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Uh, anyway, and that, that's what I'm up to. And I'm talking shit on Twitter. Uh, uh, yeah. For me, find me on all social medias at Yay for Zig. Also, a short that Brody and I did will be premiering oh, yeah. at uh, UCB Screening Room uh, this Tuesday. I'm very excited about it. Uh, 10 o'clock, come through at UCB Inner Sanctum. It's free. We'll be hanging out. Most of us will be there probably. Although I, I'm a tourist, I will actually be there. Um, chilling come talk to us if you're cool afterwards unless you're weirder then they'll come talk to us Zig yeah. won't be there yeah <laughs> see I will not be the birdie will be there as my proxy with the cut out of no the six don't make me fight the proxy war yeah uh, other than that you know find us at darkweeb pod uh, send all your questions comments concerns to darkweeb pod at gmail.com and uh, I'm gonna fumble for one second because I forgot to play the outro music oh there we go We'll catch you next time. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, listen to the Japanese playlist I made on Spotify. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, what's the translate as hot the summer of hot. It's girl. called hot. It's called hot girl summer. Uh, Natsuo Anonoko. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>